weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Speaking of things that are weird and pissed off, I've got a new appreciation for the suffering that the shapeshifter went through in The Thing Mm. because it spent a lot of time in the ice not eating Mm. and then it came out into the world and it was hungry and it was a touch tetchy and they set it on fire. <laughs> which they is, could have given that fucker a Snickers. Which is kind of the point where myself and your long-suffering girlfriend Lou are at the point. We're at the point <coughs> to set you on fire because what have you been doing? Tell people what you've decided to do. Intermittent fasting, because I have boobs and I shouldn't. How some people would call that a bonus. Yeah, yeah. How many days are you in? I'm in my third day. Yeah. So my body's just getting used to not having food in it all the time and I've got really low blood sugar and I'm a bit fucking tetchy. So would you describe this? So basically on your man period, you're at the stabby stage? Is that where we are? Yeah, I'm at the crying and going through old photos from high school, (laughs) (laughs) possibly reaching out to people, phase. Where did it all go wrong? Do I need a fucking, do I need another dog? Oh, yeah. oh my God. The answer to that question is yes. Yeah, I know. You solve all your problems with more dogs. Yes, you need all the dogs. That is the only answer. Or, in my case, all the cats. Yeah. That is the only answer. <gasps> unless, the, unless the question is biodiversity, in which case cats is not the answer. Cats get such a bad rap. All right, shut up. Okay, it, the destroying of natural habitat is the number one, you know, destroyer of animals, okay? Not cats, so shut the fuck up. Okay, do you know what the number one cause of land clearing is? People. Yeah, and what are they doing? They're growing food crops. Ah. Do you know what the, lo- the most inefficient diet is to have in terms of growing food crops? Veganism. Meat eaters. No, no, because we can graze. Look, I'm not. Get, I'm fucking angry and irrational, no, and I'm sorry. No, 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 because no, because you use twice as much because you've got the field with your cows on it, but yeah. then you've also got the other field where you're growing the food to give the cow. Then you have another field where you've got your slaughterhouse on, whereas you could just have one field of beans, and we got to build a beautiful farty future together where everyone has a bean and a fart and a nice. place place to rest their head at the end of the day just above all the butts look i have no idea whether what i said was true i'm, I'm mad and i'm lashing out and i'm yeah, sorry you're just making up any shit it works yeah. i'm a man it normally works yeah oh my god well where were you all right when the indo-chinese government marched into taiwan yeah what that's you right now just saying anything in anger when did they march into Taiwan? I don't know, but this is okay, my point. It's right. just you yelling random things. Well, it's worked for 44 years, <laughs> for the most part. The guy at the Chinese restaurant is just like, so you, you want the fried rice or not? I don't I don't know. What are we doing here, dude? What are we doing? Yeah. Welcome to the new podcasting nook for those Ooh. watching. Next to a hot sauce business. Nice, uh, nice. I kind of feel like... 
we're at a very small table. I kind of feel like I'm in, I'm in a very dark room. It's like we've been in into like a 30-hour interrogation. Um, Is that because I'm pointing lamps at your face? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're trying to wear me down, offering me <laughs> beverages. Yeah. Denying me toilet breaks. <laughs> Where are the bodies buried? That's just you got a job at Amazon. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> this is not champagne I'm drinking. No. <laughs> That's pee from your own mailing satchel. There's no point. There's no time for it to go in or out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to do what you got to do. I, speaking of like, you know, responding hormonally to situations. Yes. I was in my own delicate hormone situation. I almost adopted another cat. I so wanted to adopt another cat. By adopt, did you mean steal? No, like genuinely adopt. And it, it wasn't just hormonal. It was because when I read the description and I have never instantly felt so connected to another being in my life. Okay. His name was Ken. Ken? Who calls and- a cat Ken? Because when Ken gets a little bit nervous or is startled, we'll fart. <laughs> why Ken? <laughs> Why is it, why is he called Ken? What else what else would a cat called Ken do but like spontaneously nervously fart? Oh, I'm gonna admit I I have the same reaction if I'm startled. I'll just be like, oh and then I, I make like I'm one of those goats and I just pretend I'm dead. Single you say. <laughs> oh my god, I do it at work all the time. Just like, can you file these reports? <laughs> <laughs> Can't file if you're dead. Poke a few of the stick. <laughs> but why Ken? Like you said that, that like it's a clear distinction. Oh no, that, that's his name. I don't know why his. I hadn't. I hadn't. I haven't talked to him. I don't know why his name is Ken. I, I would have called him Bolivar <laughs> or something like that. Because he smells like a fart. Yeah. But those shout out to the people of Bolivar and Adelaide who live in a suburb that smells like a fart. <laughs> They're next to a sewage street. They are poor bastards. Yeah, um, <coughs> but I've ne- just, I've honestly just, I've never like, I've never like, I've been on like Tinder for years. I've never ever like read a description and just went, oh my god, like there's my instant soulmate. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, Ken. 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 <laughs> like Ken Doan. I just, I don't know. I haven't met him yet. Kenworth, like a truck. <laughs> Like, is that what it is? He's like his little exhaust brake? <laughs> like, I don't know. It, what, it, he is, like, gorgeously beautiful, though. He has, like, he's got very, like... Oh. So I think maybe that's why he was kept. Very Johnny Depp, Depp circa 2002 cheekbones. Well, just, you know, very Ryan Gosling, oh. like, Barbie Ken. So, yeah. Right. I don't know if Ryan Gosling does a lot of fighting in the Barbie film, I just presume. I, I dare say he did a lot. Yeah. Because he could get away with that. Oh my god! It's probably could. why there's a writer's strike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Speaking of things that you would let celebrities do onto you, um, on our Facebook page today, I put up there is this beautiful footage. It's oh, the yeah. new 21st century porn. Yeah. Um, of Henry Cavill, The Witcher, Superman, actually building his own gaming PC. Yeah, and kind of struggling. Oh, my God. Like, reading the instruction manual, like, little light on his head. Oh, my God. It was the geek, (sighs) wholesome porn that the world needed to get us through this day. Yes. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. 
<coughs> well, you know what's not beautiful though? What? I don't know. A lot of people are being strangely sort of traumatised by the curtains that Superman has. They're horrific. They're so, they're so florally. But he lives in like a stately home that still have like the To the Manor Born sitcom curtains in it. I know. Like what are with those curtains? I've got no idea. I don't, I don't know. It's most unwholesome. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with those curtains. You're coughing like you've smelled those curtains because they haven't been dusted since 1870. Well, I actually had a moment and because I was like, oh my... Because there's one bit where he's bending down on the computer and you're like, oh my God, he could throw me down on that desk, just bend me over and install my modem. But then I was there and I had a moment and then I'm like, oh my God, I think I'd actually just get distracted by those curtains. Yeah, you would. I, I couldn't enjoy the fact that I was being like just raptured by Henry Cavill. No. I would just be like, oh my God, why does Henry Cavill have these curtains? Nobody comes to those curtains. Nobody. They might, they might come too from their ether cloud after they've been dragged into an abandoned hillside cottage. Yes. And they're waking yes. up just going, oh, where am I? Those lollies weren't yeah. worth it. Oh, look at those curtains. If you woke up in Fred and... Rosemary West's house They're the curtains You expect to see Henry Cavill Your curtains look like They belong in Fred fucking West's house mm. Yeah mm. And that's That's not something That I'd ever thought I'd say about Henry Cavill But There you go I hope The curtains Don't match the carpet it's If you bit, know what I'm saying It's a bit his mum Made him or something horrible And we're just trashing it <laughs> I've seen what happens When you have a crack At his mum In Superman 2 Don't do it <laughs> Oh, you, you could have a crack at my mum. Oh, what? Pants. I'm the one with low blood sugar. I'm the one that shouldn't be able to connect jokes together. You're talking about downloading a modem like it's a piece of software. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't you download the, the joke you should have come up with is he can clog my bit shoot and it would have been done. I have no idea what any of that means. Oh, Christ, oh, fucking mind. We've been through this like two weeks ago. We established that I was putting all of the car oil in the wrong bit of the car. So I don't think I'm necessarily the person to discuss where you upstream your modem to your dongle. Like, See, don't- dongle would have worked. <sighs> dongle, damn it. dongle would have worked. He could, he, could, he could dingle my dongle. Yeah, a bit of two-factor authentication. <gasps> yeah. Can, can I just say, like... He can, he can <laughs> denial of service my firewall. <laughs> DDS attack my... Uh... <laughs> I have no idea what any of this means, but he could do it. My favourite thing that I've ever seen of Henry Cavill, well, there was, there was well, apart from The Witcher where he's shirtless and grunting and, and having a shower, but apart from that, um, and when he's Superman and he's in his tight... But, but, yeah. and, and apart from that... Um, and when he's grunting, oh, I like it when he grunts in The Witcher. That scene in Superman where he walks into the fishing village and they've got Chris Cornell playing, that is the closest I've come to an earth-shattering change in sexuality. Because <laughs> it's Chris Cornell playing mm. and it's Henry Cavill looking like that and it's just like, if I survive this and remain heterosexual... Yeah. Oh, my God. He could, he could come into my fishing village and... Deplete my fish stocks. <laughs> he could give me soft shell crabs in the North Atlantic. <laughs> oh my god! But there was something, and they he got- can pickle my sturgeon. He could mornay my tuna. Oh yuck! There's corn bits floating in that <laughs> shit, dude. Potato and corn chunks. What have you been eating, Henry? <laughs> He can batter my small fry. Oh. 
<laughs> he can slap my kipper. Oh. Oh, I'd happily, I'd happily take his tapeworm to the brain. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, but okay. So there's a thing of Henry Cavill, and they got him to like read, you know, like tweets about himself. Yes. And there was this one, and so he's there, and he's in his suit, and he's looking like Superman. He's looking perfect. Yeah. And he reads his tweet, and from some person I can't remember. And they just said, I would 99% let um, Henry Cavill destroy my vagina yeah. and I wouldn't have a regret about it. Yeah. And just he reads this out and without like any doubt, he just looks at the camera and is like, why the 1% doubt? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh. uh, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, uh, Sturgeon. Oh, uh, yep. It is a mathematical certainty. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! I need to pour another one. Oh my, yeah, you need it. Yeah. Oh my god. Where Where are you getting that? Is that like Qantas surplus? I didn't even mm. know they still sell that stuff. Mm, mm. Did you buy like like during COVID? Did you buy one of those drink cards? <laughs> drink card, just the alcohol card. Yeah, they came with the alcohol. That was hilarious. Oh my god! But you know what? That's maybe that's what our new like merchandise. Maybe we need to sell alcohol carts. No, I was gonna say like curtains. Oh, and send a pair to Henry Cavill. Yeah, that's not weird. No. Yeah. Not weird or anything. It's not like I'm gonna wipe myself on them and then send them to him. That would be weird. If you honestly, those curtains belong in the Velveteen Rabbit. They need to be burned at the Mm. end of a Mm. of a bad bout of pleurisy in the 1800s. Wipe yourself on that. You're getting. You're getting trench foot. You're getting some disease that hasn't been seen in the developed world for some time. I know. Somehow you've got vaginal tuberculosis. (laughs) I don't know how. Oh, my God. What? Have you been to Henry Cavill's house? You're also incredibly pregnant. Oh, my God. Suddenly all the sturgeon have disappeared. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know what's happened. (laughs) Oh, my God. But you know what? It's so weird. Yeah. Talking about, you know what? Wink. That totally brings us to the subject of this week. The fact that Henry Cavill probably ejaculates sturgeons instead of little swimmers. <laughs> Just giant cold water fish that can fight a Russian. That's the thing they never talk about. That's the thing they never talk about in the Super Sand movies because like, the love between Superman and like Lois Lane is bullshit oh, yeah. because they can never consummate their marriage no. because he or like their love. Because he's Superman, everything he does is at Superman power. Yeah. So if him and Lois Lane ever actually did it, he would literally blow the back of her head off. Yeah, JFK. Because he would just like... Blow her back out like a 40-year-old trying to rediscover their skateboarding abilities. Maybe that's why the shit curtains, because he just goes through so many curtains Probably. a week. Probably, just op-shot ones. Just <laughs> whatever. It's Sorry. Just, take the mess. Yeah. Yeah, they're only going to be up there for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Sorry, it looks like Kurt Cobain's attic in here. Like, just start again. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry we doubted you, Henry Cavill. I never doubted him. But you know what? It's Let's tell it like it is. Okay. All right? Let's talk about how it should be. How it was and, of course, how it should be. Those who think it's dirty, they have a choice right now. What? They can either pick up the needle, press pause, or turn the podcast off. Will that stop us, John? I doubt it. Did you just give a trigger warning? All right, then. Come on, Lou. 
Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh, no. Let's talk about... <laughs> How can you not tell that was a salt and pepper lead-in? Because I, I wasn't expecting that. <sighs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Woo! Don't... What's that look for? I got low blood sugar. Oh, Lord. Look, sex. <laughs> Don't Talk say it so aggressively. Sex. <laughs> Don't tell me how to say my sex. <laughs> Fucking, that's the first thing you hear when you're waking up in Henry Cavill's bedroom looking at those. Sex. Why, why am I here? Sex. Have more ether. <laughs> Is that me talking to Henry or what? <laughs> Probably. Doesn't need to be the other way. Wait around. till you find out that Terry Crews is into gaming PC. <laughs> Okay. He's nice, but I want to. I want to have like a like. I know, but I don't want to like have weird, rapturous, kinky. I can't talk about it with my mother. Sex with Terry Crews, like I do with Henry Cavill. Like he just like Terry Crews just seems like a really nice, wholesome person that I want to do nice, wholesome things with. Henry Cavill, I want to freaking destroy with my vagina, molecule by molecule. You want, to, you want to Fappenheimer him? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I didn't... And no way. Okay. <laughs> Look, some of us are getting it. Some of us are thinking about it. But only a few of us will ever change the course of history with it. Mm-hmm. Secretly, we all think we're all okay at sex. We all like to bring our sexual A-game to the party on special occasions. <laughs> special occasions? But no matter how good you think you are at sex, how, what would you rate yourself out of ten? Four. <laughs> Four? No. What? No, that's all right. Okay. You're going for the pity points. That's all right. No, I'm just... Uh, uh, <laughs> Four. Four. That's what you tell Henry Cavill. It's a passing mark. No, it's that's literally looking for a white man. Yes, maybe. Hey, you can get P ones or HDs. It's still a degree. No matter how good or bad you think you are at sex, unless you have pleasured a French president to death. Then you better sit your ass down and take some notes from this week's... Look, can I say hero? I feel we shouldn't say hero because technically she did kill a man. But he he was French. Was he the president of Vichy France? Because that would be fine. Look, actually, no. She may have actually killed two men and her mother. But look, not all the same way. That would be weird. Okay. I, I need to know how this happens sexually. In this week's episode of They Died How They Lived, Surrendering to Passion, <laughs> or Sacra Triple X Blur, what? or Marguerite BJ Steinheil. Sorry, I can't talk with my mouth full. Oh, Christ. What about Let Them Eat Cock? <laughs> Or, oh, 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 oh. would that work? Ah, oh, that works so well. There you go, low blood sugar. All I can think about is Marie Antoinette. No, delicious cake. Oh, <laughs> genuinely, that's all you're thinking about. It is, is yeah. Cake. I'm actually looking at your lime tequila children's booze and just thinking that looks all right. Lime cheesecake. Get yeah. lime cheesecake booze. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm officially 37 minutes beyond being allowed to eat anything. So. Oh, no. That must be, like, really, really bad for you. I wish I'd bought some, like, crackers. Yeah. Like, especially drinking in front of an alcoholic. That's nice of you. Mm. Your bad life decisions are not my responsibility. <laughs> anyway. Marguerite <coughs> was born into a rich industrial family. I already hate her. On the 16th of April, 18... 18- Sixty-nine. Oh, what's the number I'm thinking of, Bill and Ted? Sixty-nine, dude. Her family owning and producing, amongst other things, Jappy typewriters. What? What a Jappy typewriter? What's a Jappy? Oh, typewriter? so you're you're a nerd. I thought you, you the weird things that you know. I thought you'd be like, oh my god, I have three ancient Jappy typewriters. I've got an Underwood. No, their family name is Jappy. It wasn't. Oh. A, it wasn't a horribly racist. Oh. It wasn't a horribly oh. racist typewriter. Their last name was was Jappy. J A P Y. Okay, yeah. Just wondering what the font would be. <laughs> don't. don't. Oh, how, how do you spell that? As a is that a font? I don't know. Uh. Marguerite's father. <sighs> Let the racism go. I just, I just got us cancelled ten times. Don't worry. It's, it's all happening in my head. Oh, no. This, this episode's only beginning. Oh, God. All right. Marguerite's father had a falling out and split somewhat from the family. It could have been because he was a rich industrialist, son of a rich industrialist. And the woman he loved was from the lower case, the lower caste, and daughter of an innkeeper. Oh, I mean, it certainly wasn't because, you know, he was in his 20s and she was 14 when he fell in love. When did they invent Pokemon cards? With her. Edouard was, of course, a gentleman. Oh, yeah. And he arranged for Amelie to be sent away to a private boarding school in Stuttgart for two years before he married her. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Mm. Can you imagine that? Just some rich guy rolls up to like your 14-year-old daughter. is like, hey, I'm going to send her away to a private yeah. boarding facility so she can be trained just to, like, pretty much just to make sure she's a virgin until I can legally tap that. Uh, 14-year-olds probably still get an ice cream cake Mm. for their birthday. Mm. Like, you're fucked in the head. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it was her head he was after. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, you just made a fucking really bad joke. So we sent her away to boarding school. It's because he's a gentleman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a creepy sex predator at all. No. All right. A hundred percent. Marguerite was born on the 16th of April, 1869. She adored her father who indulged her every whim. No. Her governess described her as a willful child that would use her charming behavior to get her out of any trouble. And turn punishment into a reward. Oh, she's going to fucking need that. <laughs> in 1888, when Marguerite was 19, her father died suddenly of a heart attack. Marguerite was devastated. Oh. Loaning, loading daddy issues. Ah. In 1889, 
That's the next year. How? Still forlorn. Marguerite went to the south of France to stay with her elder sister, Juliette, who lived with her engineer husband. Juliette's husband introduced Marguerite to his friend, Adolphe Steinheil. Oh, dear. Has has any story ever ended well that involved an Adolf? (laughs) (laughs) Really? We're going to find out. (laughs) It was the best of times. It was the worst. of His name was Adolf. Just fill in the blanks. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to end well. <laughs> he was a painter who some would refer to as prolific yet unremarkable. A painter named Adolf who couldn't really paint. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> How could this possibly go wrong? I'd, oh, shit. Oh, dear. We're not expecting that. Was he ambitious and they have the gift of the gap? Adolf, aged 39, was 20 years Marguerite's elder. Yeah. 19, he's about to crack 40. Yeah. When Adolf fell madly in love with the teenager. When you're 40, you have nothing to connect with. With a nineteen-year-old, besides bodily parts, yeah. and that's because you have money and influence. Yeah, it's not because of your interests. No, hobbies, good conversation. Eh. So he fell madly in love with a teenager. Oh God! Can you imagine trying to woo a teenager? Oh my God! I totally got us these like. Blink 182 tickets, so you can check it out, and I'll be in the car. Yeah. Do you like Vivaldi? Get the zap. Yeah. yeah. Front row seat. I, I, I feel dirty even trying to imagine trying to woo a teenager. Mm. Mm. How, how do you do that? If I talk to a teenager these days, somewhere I'm like, oh, I better watch myself because I'm going to be on camera. Someone's yeah. phoning the police to be like, what's this sex predator doing? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if the teenagers throw themselves at me, wink. No, it's wrong and creepy. So he began a relentless campaign to persuade her to marry him. Persuade with a knife? <laughs> with Eva. Marguerite had little interest in marrying the painter. Old man. Yeah. But the idea of moving to Paris and living the Parisian artistic life thrilled her. Okay. So Marguerite was persuaded to marry Adolf. I mean, maybe just buy yourself some paintbrushes and a ticket to Gay Paris. Maybe. Or you can marry an old man. The two would be married the following year in 1890 and Marguerite moved immediately to Paris. Mind you, marrying a 40-year-old man in the late 1800s was real Anna Nicole Smith kind of action. Like, mm. how long have they got? Like, two years at best? Mm. You know, like, life expectancy was like 40. Ah, oh, no, this fucker stuck around. Oh, oh, I know, what are your chances? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Within- Speaking of merch, though, we need to make Gavin in the Woods ether rags. <laughs> if you can read this, I didn't use enough ether. <laughs> if you can read this phone below. 
Or nine, what is it? Nine one one. <laughs> Sorry about the curtains. You'll see. <laughs> Within two months, Marguerite was pregnant. Oh God, dude, no! Oh, please be to the pool boy. Oh, old man penis. Oh, old man penis. Oh, like, don't be wrong. Like forty is not actually old, but when you're in, when you're like stooping a nineteen year old, that makes you. 80. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Like, ew. Stop it. You know, old man wang away from her tater tot. Exactly. You don't want that thing fucking wrinkling up like an accordion in you. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally what he would have to do to get it going. (laughs) You like polka music, don't you? Well, what a coincidence. Really like these curtains, don't you? Turns out the old skin flute's more of a squeeze box these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Mm. So she was pregnant within two months, and nine months later, the couple's only child, a daughter named Marta, was born. Okay, she was a martyr for her mum having touched that wing. <laughs> Shortly after Martha's birth, Marguerite and her husband had a bitter disagreement and a falling out. Nobody knows what caused the falling out. Marguerite was preparing for a divorce. <gasps> In Catholic Germany? It's France. It's France. They're even more Catholic. But was persuaded by family members to avoid scandal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's changed? And return to her French home. Yeah, avoid scandal and continue fucking Skeletor. Oh, my God. You know what? If you're not, like, causing outrage and scandal, you're not living life to its best. Am I right, sister? Ka-ching. My, You're the best dad cup that I just used. I'm in my mid-40s. That was hardly a bumper sticker, by the way. You need to trim a few words out of that. So she was... Re- They made her go home. Yeah, they made it. Basically, fucking patriarchy. Yeah. But from then on, Marguerite lived a most separate life from Adolf. (laughs) But Marguerite was no shrinking violet, and it was from this moment that her social life really began to blossom. Nice. Like her vagina. She just ran out into the world, legs akimbo on her back. (laughs) Marguerite would always entertain oh hello throwing lavish parties and intimate soirees there she welcomed painters composers philosophers as well as politicians and wealthy businessmen the businessmen craved the social standing of the bohemian artist and the artist craved the wealth of the businessman that funded the bohemian lifestyle. There we go. Purely transactional. I'm down for it. And here under Marguerite's roof, all celebrated together as one. Yes. Where are our wealthy businessmen? <laughs> I'm just saying. The guy next door owns a shop. <laughs> Do you wanna, want me to go knock? We are standing here like painted bohemian whores <laughs> in an empty, empty party. Oh. <laughs> You've got you've got two tins of fucking cheesecake vodka. 
<laughs> we are not bohemians. We are bogans. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm drinking out of a Father's Day mug. It's tropical pineapple. All right. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. You're on holiday. Exotic. Exactly. You've got Jetstar in a can. Good work. You're such a hater. Yeah. Here under Marguerite's roof, all celebrated as one. Yes. Marguerite became well-known in certain Parisian circles and was publicly celebrated for her parties and her beauty. Oh. As well as her love for love affairs. It was the common practice... Perhaps from a sense of guilt or perhaps just out of 19th century good manners, most of Marguerite's lovers would buy paintings from her husband. <laughs> As a, sorry, I'm stripping your wife. How about that one on the left? No, no, not the 200 pound, the, the, the 20 pound. And the well, cuck was invented. Uh, so they would buy paintings from her husband. Of course, what a better way to secure a rendezvous than to send a painter to your house to paint a portrait of your favourite cockerel whilst you rode the artist's wife to give your her artistic touch to your other favourite cockerel. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The money from the paintings helping to, to sustain Marguerite's lavish lifestyles and parties. Uh-huh. But there was one figure in particular that Marguerite set her sights upon. <gasps> Who would it be? None other than the French president himself. <gasps> How's that for Foley? That was very dramatic. <clears throat> The French president was not Don't necessarily... Don't you put that in the champagne glass. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you I doing? I don't have another glass. It comes in a can. I'm not an admiral. <sighs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's cheesecake flavoured. You drink it out of a fucking shoe. Shouldn't you be out the front sell some of your paintings? I'll just carry on here. The French president was not necessarily the most popular man in Paris. Felix Fayer. It's just one step away from failure. (sighs) Always travelled in grand style and would often change his outfit several times a day. It was said he was more interested in the ceremonies of his job rather than the actual work. Oh. The man invested a lot of energy into his clothes, his figure, and his moustache. And at one stage had several mistresses whilst in power. Would you like to see a picture of Felix Thayer? Yes. Or should I say oui, oui? Oui, oui. Okay. Get ready to have your... Toes popped. How much does he look like that British actor? No, not the British. I was going to say that German actor. Yeah. 
The one that they always get to play the vampire or the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> How much, though? Yeah, uh, quite a lot. Mm. I'm just going to quickly IMDB the guy because he was in The Illusionist. Uh, he's also in Blade. I'm not, I'm not. He's, he's also in Iron Sky. Okay, vampire, Nazi. Those are literally his two roles. Just Google the German Nazi in every film involving a German Nazi vampire and it will come up with him. Karl Uder. Uder. Karl Uder? No, not Karl, but it's Uder. Uder something. He was in Madonna's sex book. Oh, I got him confused with Rufus Sewell. Sorry. Ew. Yeah. No. 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 But quite a handsome chap by 1800 standards. Several times a day. Considering what the French were doing to Africa at this very time. (laughs) Will, those outfits didn't just buy themselves. No, they didn't. Felix Fellier felt that the president of France should have his own presidential uniform. Fair. And worked with a designer to draft a uniform covered with embroidery. And medals, I'm guessing. Lots of medals. Lots of embroidery. (laughs) Nothing says position of power like needlework. I want to look like Henry Cavill's curtains. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Literally. Oh, my Lord. But it would seem as every single person who heard of this design or saw the design laughed or made fun of it, (laughs) the uniform was never commissioned. No. In 1897, two things happened. Marguerite was introduced to Felix Fellier and Marguerite became his... Mistress. His lover. Lover. Oh. Adolf was given. <laughs> You're always enjoying yourself, and then along comes Adolf. Yep. Adolf was given a steady, a steady stream of commissioned civic paintings. <laughs> Paint the back of your bedroom door while I am on the other side of it with your wife. It's one of those, can you think how different, like, this is what it all comes back to. Just think how different the world would be if more money was given to the arts and the other Adolf could have got some kind of art scholarship. This is how... He wanted to go. This is how arts funding works. Mm. Get yourself close to a position of power Mm. and then let them fuck your wife. (laughs) And that's how you get a grant. Lou? You say Lou's going to get us a Paramount. Paramount. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my God. You you were punching above your weight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like what she's bringing to the party. I know. Oh, my God. What do you think? I'm starving myself. <laughs> you just bring a snarky attitude and shit curtains. <sighs> Adolf was given a steady stream of commissioned civic paintings. Keep him busy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of his work, there's like, there's a lot of paintings of him just like painting dudes who look really bored. It's obviously people <laughs> who know that they're just there to uh, keep him occupied while the French pe- president is doing his wife. Yeah. Just like, oh, this is my life. This is what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the French president is like, yes, I need, the French people need you to, uh, 
Paint this fruit. Bye. <laughs> Paint every duck in France. <laughs> Pants down. <laughs> this continued. <sighs> Get ready, Lou. This continued for the next two years. Not always at Marguerite's home. Oh. Sometimes at Fancy's hotels. Sometimes. <gasps> Sacre bleu. In the Salon Bleu. Everything the French do just sounds sexual and naughty. And you're just like, oh, of course you were doing it. What else were you going to do in the Salon Bleu? Just eat cheese and bugger each other. That's all you do in the Salon Bleu. So in the Salon Bleu, the private quarters of the presidential palace, Palais de l'Etat. You get to make love to your wife while I eat each cheese. Marguerite would later claim in her memoirs that when she visited Felix at the presidential office, that she was actually there to work on his memoirs. Oh, right. His memoirs. Marguerite stating in her memoirs, (coughs) quote, A private detective dispatched by the president would accompany me to the LSE Palais. I always entered through a little door overlooking the gardens. I crossed the ground floor and reached the blue drawing room where the president was waiting for our work session. (laughs) If you know anything about clothes from this era, Mm. they weren't convenient. No. So she's totally getting bent over a bureau and he's still wearing a cummerbund. (laughs) Very much. It's why the high heels were invented, so he could get up over all the petticoats. Ah, Now, this room has seen some amazing moments in history. Okay. This was the room in 1809 Napoleon sat and signed his abdication. Oh. And now it was witness to this. Possibly less than great moment. (laughs) On the 16th of February, 1899, you may want to refill your glasses before we start this bit. Okay. Can I just say to anyone who's never worked in politics, Mm. so much fucking happens. So much. On desks. So much. Yes. Yeah. Your elected representatives, going at it. Well, who was that? Who was that guy who was like sniffing the seat of his secretary, Troy Buswell? Like she walked in and there was her seat, and he was former literally premier. like, "There's the seat." His his nose, and he was. He was either the former premier or the former opposition leader of Western Australia. Yep. You know what's really really going to upset you? What Tony Abbott? Yes, one of the biggest scalp takers in Australian politics. Yeah, yeah. He put more backs on mattresses. Than fucking Captain Snooze, that bloke. Okay, for everyone overseas, this is the man who on like a, you know, they, they take them on tours of like factories to try and make them seem like more down to earth and relatable. Yeah. Except they took him to like, was it like an onion? It was an onion farm. It was an onion farm. So to be like, yes, I, I just grabbed an onion. And- grabbed a full-sized brown onion 
through the outer skin that you normally peel off and just bit into it like a fucking apple. Like it was in, like in a stage hypnotist's yeah. trick. Like he was told, this is an apple. <laughs> and, just, oh, and just started eating it like a fucking cyborg. You know how he got through it? He just pretended it was a baby's heart. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't shed a tear. <laughs> but that man, absolute certified gold member Coxman. Ew. Yep. Tony Ew. Abbott. In his university days, Tony Abbott took many wickets. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. I'm trying to think of an issue that I feel strongly enough about that I would like fuck our prime minister. Surely the voice. Yeah. You wouldn't fuck for Aboriginal representation? I'd fuck Pauline Hanson for that. No, he's got this weird little he's got that weird little gerbil face. No. No, you're on your own. Send your own represent no. 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 You wouldn't do it for the, no, the first I'm, Australians? I'm, I'm sorry, first Australian, but no. You heard it here, Liz is a racist. I'd jump on. I'd fuck Clive Palmer for the voice. I'd jump on. I'd jump on. I'd do. I'd do Trudeau for the voice. Oh, you fucking coward! He's not even. He's not even the right one. Not if. Not if he was in blackface. <laughs> that would be weird. You'd still do him in blackface. No, I would do him in blackface would as you be almost in like a yeah sexual like yeah you're gonna take it. I yeah. don't know how that works for but equality. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah. No. I'd fist Mark Latham for the right fucking... For the right thing. <laughs> but we'd been through this. Wouldn't... You'd fist... You'd fist anyone for syndication, let's be honest. <laughs> Wink. Yeah, okay. I'm putting it out there just in case somebody's watching you can syndicate us. He will literally do anything. Okay. Just put it out there, build it, and they will come. I'll be like the guy from the fire festival who was prepared to suck dicks for fresh water. I'll be that guy. It's just someone's got to take it for the team. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll do it. Oh, Lord. We could just finally launch that fucking Patreon. <laughs> Tier $15, Etherag. Patreon, suck some dicks. That's where we are in life. Patreon sucks some dick. You know what? We are so lazy. We are just going to end up sucking dick before we actually get up our ass and start the Patreon. Yeah. Just, ah, oh, the dick is there. <laughs> oh, this is so much easier than a oh. password. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't, like, double verify every time I want to log in. Oh, <laughs> what's the code? Oh, just give it. Oh. <laughs> so much easier. Oh. Marguerite had the right idea. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> we're in the sacrament. All right. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to lean back incredulously. Hang on. On the 16th of February, 1899, Felix and Marguerite were engaged in a little bit of oral dictation. Oh. On the old memoirs. When the president's secretaries heard screams coming from the presidential room. So he's not a four out of ten. He's at least a five. 
Royal. Okay. Marguerite, it seems, had pleasured the French president into a cerebral hemorrhage. Yep. Yep. As the president fell into a seizure... (laughs) All right. His body's response was to grab onto what he was holding at the time, which happened to be Marguerite's head and hair. (laughs) Marguerite managed to remove her head from his clutch, but his fingers were round, wrapped around her hair so much that the secretaries were forced to cut Marguerite's hair to free her from his grasp. A member of the president's security quickly ushering Marguerite from the palace and to her home. Literally. Like a a Dutch woman who's consorted with the Nazis, just Mm. shave her head, get her out. Felix... Did not regain consciousness and died later that night. Died doing what he loved, someone else's wife. But not before Paris was a bus of rumours that the president had died in a twist between himself and a mistress in the presidential office. But in France, isn't that a good thing? One rumour claims he died... On the lounge chair. Another claimed that the incident occurred at his desk. Oh. Ever busy working. At his bureau. A daily French newspaper called Gibblas reported... (coughs) Felix Fayot passed away in good health. Indeed, from the excess of good health. (laughs) <laughs> nice Classy The Libertarian Journal du People Wrote <coughs> He was sacrificed On Venus's altar Sacrificed on Venus's altar? Wow out the limits of that official morality of which he was supposed to be the highest representative. <laughs> Can you imagine if modern day News Limited got to write these headlines? Oh. Just be like, head job of state. <laughs> I would watch the news more often if I was gonna if I was gonna get he was sacrificed on Venus's <laughs> altar. <laughs> Blowing a mistress. I'd love the NT News to write it. (laughs) Frog gets flogged to death. (laughs) Kermit goes kablooey. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Lewinsky goes... Squinchy? No, squelchy. Ah, I've got nothing. (laughs) I'd be no good in a 24-hour turnaround. There is a similarity in the French language between the word for undertakers and the slang word for oral sex. Really? So jokes really just sort of wrote themselves. Beautiful. Perhaps the most famous joke of the day 
was based on Felix's last rites. Oh, yes. Please, please tell me. I love it. It's that fucking submarine with the billionaires just <laughs> crashing all over again. Just the working class. Oh, we live for these moments. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the magazine Charlie Hebdo just runs a horribly fucking anti-Islamic cartoon. <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm, no. not, I'm not getting anything. Anyway, rumour was that when a priest entered to perform the last rites, the priest asked a member of the security data detail, is he still conscious? The French word conscience means both consciousness and acquaintance. Okay. So when asked if he was still with conscience, the staff member replied, no, she left out the back. <laughs> French zingers. <laughs> and that guy just left the secret service just like, I'm done. <laughs> just drops the mic before it's invented. Oh, my God, what are you doing? That's the, that's the proper Leslie Nielsen. I've got a drinking problem. You just spill booze all over yourself. (laughs) I find this whole story so amazing. Yeah. Le Petit Mort. (laughs) Le Petit Mutt. At the time, Felix was also having an affair with a famous actress of the day. Hello. Cecile Sorel. So for years, the rumour abounded that the actress was the one responsible for ending the presidential term. Hello. It wasn't until a few years later that it was exposed that Marguerite was in fact la connaissance du presidente. Hello. And once exposed, all it did was grow Marguerite's reputation. I can imagine that's a healthy thing in France. Yeah, fuck one French president to death. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is about the time there's another Adolf being born just going, I really need to go to France. Oh, my God. If someone had fucking blown him to fucking oblivion. That little moustache just spins around like a fucking helicopter propeller thing. (laughs) If only. We can only dream. Yeah. (sighs) All it did was grow Marguerite's reputation and desire. And she became the mistress of many of the most famous men in France. It's like a show, right? Step right up, step right up, take your chance, take your chance. This is this is toxic masculinity laid bare. This is like those chili eating contests. Like this is fucking gonna kill me, but I'm gonna do it. Will you survive? <laughs> yeah, just walk out, just oh, just crying and fluids coming out of you. Oh, it always killed me. I gotta go to the hospital. Did you sign the waiver? Yeah. Oh my god, maybe that's our next bit of merchandise. Just I survived Marguerite 1896. <laughs> uh. Oh Lord. But all of this isn't even the most controversial part of Marguerite's life. No. It isn't even the part with the highest body count. Okay. Tune in next week as we discover that no man or woman... Yes. 
is safe in her embrace. Join us next week as we throw back the covers and journey headfirst in the continually sordid bedtime stories of Marguerite B.J. Steinhill. Gotta tell you, if I had access to fucking Bill and Ted's phone booth, I'd be going straight back there. Bam. I'm from the future. I bring pates. <laughs> I'd like you to present a uh, thesis. I am the president of Australia. I demand to see you and have an audience. <laughs> I, I would like you to address my memoirs here in my pants. <laughs> Note the quality of the embroidery on my clothes, which is from the uh, boutique known as Spotlight. I'll totally buy a painting from your husband. <laughs> Wink. Is that the code? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my Lord. So, yes, next week uh, we actually have a higher death count. Wow. We have more sexual intrigue. Hello. <laughs> and even more lovers. Lovers. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. The good old French. I know. Of course. If this was going to happen in anybody's history, of course it was going to be French history. Yeah. Who else I, is I'm doing this? I'm reminded of that fantastic film Killing Zoe with the line in it, no, 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 you don't need a shower. This is France. It's good to smell like you've been fucking. Have you seen it? Ew. Go watch it. Tarantino's finest work. Killing? No. He produced it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the one that his friend who also got the Academy Award for like pulp, like flying on Tarantino's Roger Avery whatever his name was yeah yeah no, but man. no I think he, he made Killing Zoe and then we found out ah oh, no all the talent belonged with Tarantino it's a great film and yes. shut your whole mouth <laughs> you can't Excuse write me only the president of France <laughs> gets to speak to me that way you haven't even bought a painting so shut the fuck up you don't get a high horse when you're drinking a cheesecake flavoured alco pop at best you get a three legged donkey ah, from a Paris. Mexican circus for Paris shut up and get us subscribe to Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> and Paramount Brown Paramount Brown's is a scrapyard <laughs> oh it's kind of You'll find it on heaps and in mounds, in gallons and litres, in yards and in metres. You never know what you'll find there. Can't remember my son's birthday, but I remember that shit. It's kind of our podcast in one. It really is, yeah. If you can find anything on the scrap heat. Yeah, it's us. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, um, come back and join us next week for more sordid sex stories. Um. And find out a little bit more about Marguerite, who really is kind of a Mothman. And you know why I love Mothman? Real Mothman eat the carpet. Very good. And what have you got to say about the French president? Oh, well, there's no no in Negrovillion. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I need a new catchphrase badly. Until next time. Subscribe. Patreon. Oh, buy our t-shirts. And our ether rag. <laughs> and our husband's portraits. Maybe that's what we should sell, husband's portraits. Husband portraits. Of fruit. And just bored men. <laughs> Done. All right. I'll stop this shit.